podcast brought to you from the Ozarks of Southwest Missouri and a little nook and cranny up in the St. Louis area. Unfortunately, we are not being uh, joined this week by the man from Moss River out of Perry County. So, Mr. Moss and your boy, Mr. K-Rob here. We're going to take care of you this weekend, Byron. How you doing, brother? It's been a bit. Uh, I'm doing really good. I, I'm super excited for uh, tomorrow. Me and the wife, we're going to go see Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows Part 2 in orchestra. Ooh. Oh, that's fancy, bro. That sounds yeah, super exciting. It, we're finally getting a chance to wear our uh, wizard robes we got in Orlando. <laughs> like, I saw those things. They're clean as, they're clean as shit. You got to send You got to send photos. Yeah. Like, uh, you will. You look like you look like Harry Potter, but now you kind of got the creepy mustache that I think you really need to shave. I do, but you know what it you know what it's like. It's it's a it's a pain in the ass to want to you know get up in time to shave or just shave in general. Oh no, completely understand. Like I don't feel like shaving most of the time. I just want my barber to take care of me. I am really surprised you have not said anything about what I'm wearing right now. I it doesn't surprise me. Like shit. this doesn't surprise you? No. Like, you understand, like, the group of friends I ran with back at Popper Bluff, like, in the game shop or whatnot, like, what you wear right there, that's like an average Tuesday. See, I would never wear anything like this regularly, but a friend of mine dared me to do so, and I'm a dad, and this is some super dad shit. For those who can't see right now, and we will be uploading the audio, the video version of this eventually when I stop when I'm not banned from Facebook I'm on a 48 hour jail cycle right now <laughs> um, once we get uh, once I get out of jail then I'll be able to upload it you'll be able to see this I am wearing a furry unicorn outfit for my daughter because I'm a dad and I have no shame I've seen other dads like wear full-blown outfits go all out for their kids so this is for her just next time let somebody go with me to this to walmart when i buy these because i bought a size four and i can barely breathe but <laughs> for the children or my child yeah but just to give you a little context like what i mean by like what i said earlier uh i have a good friend of mine his name's jay shout out to jay crutchfield in pop bluff great guy uh he for i want to say four or five years or a Pikachu like hat with those little uh like the the, the uh hand pockets that like come down off the hat <laughs> he wore that for like five six years straight dude okay number one ten thousand points for commitment and not giving a damn what anybody thought that is yeah. that's cool and the funny thing was he he uh, Conde, uh, one of our friends, uh, younger friends, out of it. <laughs> so that's why he wore it. See, and and I got to give a shout out to one of your old classmates and a, and a dear old friend and a former uh, girlfriend, if you will. So shout out to Miss Samantha Renee for convincing me to do this because she bought one yesterday with her sister and daughter, and they wore it all damn day. Literally. First off, I said I would do this if it wasn't so hot. And the fact that the high is going to be 97 today, I'm not with the shit. What? It's it's going to be like only 83 over here, dude. It's 97 degrees is the high today from when I got got it came in from the action from the pain job. Oh, no, it's 92 now. Either way, fuck off. That's excessive. It's, it's, really, it's a lovely 61, 62 degrees right now over here in St. Louis. It's 76 here in the Ozarks. And it's <laughs> not even 10 o'clock. Yeah, you go switch your balls off. I'm going to enjoy the nice weather. 
No, I got AC running. I got plenty of AC. I'll be all right. Point is, folks, we hope you have had a wonderful week and sit back and enjoy uh, what we got coming up. Also, want to give a quick heads up. Next month, we will be coming up on our one-year anniversary show. Where de- uh, all of us are really planning something really special and exciting to commemorate one year of shenanigans, tomfoolery, and fuckery here on Triple B's. And we thank all of the all of you who have uh, joined us for this unexpected ride. So once again, next month, one year anniversary. We're definitely looking forward to it. Uh, for this week, however. Had to throw a little bit extra. We are bringing back the nerd news this week because something big came up late last night. And thank you for texting me about it while I was at work. <laughs> That's that <what> I do. <laughs> the machine. And also, I do need to put his jersey on today. So I will be wearing his jersey over this unicorn suit, by the way. Before, before you go into what that is, we'll talk about that in nerd news. Yeah, like, so we're going to go uh, ahead and get into that. But I will be well, wearing a Cardinals jersey today over this suit. So why don't you bring it down for the folks what we're going to be going over today? All right, now we're going to take, as as always here on Triple B's, we hit the Wayback Machine, taking y'all back to a simpler time of the 90s, the peak of human existence as far as we're concerned. And because I'm wearing something ridiculous today, we're going to talk about the ridiculous stuff we wore as kids. Some of it, hey, hey, I'm not going to lie, some of the stuff we wore was fly as hell. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. Bro, but some, come on, some of the fashions for kids, teens, listen... There's a reason. There's a reason why we all have at least one embarrassing school picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Remember those terrible backgrounds that they would choose for us? Yep. 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 So uh, we're, we're we're definitely gonna be talking '90s fashion. Uh, what else? Uh, why don't you tell us um, what else that we got coming up today? Oh, uh, we're also gonna be talking about soundtracks of the '90s. Another another pinnacle of peak human existence. Honestly, I actually I feel that the '80s was like the peak of motion picture soundtracks. But we had some damn good bangers for a residual fallout from the '80s, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about the ones that stuck with us the most. Whether it's a oh, yeah. full soundtrack or individual songs, and this comes from us talking about Space Jam last week. And you can't talk about Space Jam without talking about oh, that banger ass soundtrack. That, that album. It, it's not. It's not possible. And also let you know, folks, that the uh, fashion that's going to be part of our retro rewind as we hit the as we hit the the rewind button. I can't wait to talk about this because I know you used to own some light up shoes. Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> my daughter has light up shoes right now. She's proud of as hell of those things. I remember my first. So we're going to definitely get into that. Also, um, what did you listen to your music on back in the day? Oh. Honestly, I had a uh, handheld radio. I listened to some music on the radio. Uh, and then I also had like a, a, uh, my own cassette player and then the CD player. Like, and then all the time, I, like, we, we, growing up, we spanned the whole freaking, uh, what is it called? Like the spectrum of where music media transitioned. Uh-huh, no doubt. Uh, and that's what we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and kick it off with is hey, what did what was everybody rocking for their music accessories back in the day? I know you had your boom boxes, your walkmans, discmen, just regular radio, because we didn't really have a whole lot. Getting a CD player made you feel like made me feel like we had money. Or like oh. I was somebody. Oh, no joke. Like uh I mean, heck, even just, like, your own cassette, like, personal cassette player with, like, those really old, like, uh, fluffy head, uh, ear, like, uh, oh, yeah. 
with yep. like this wire uh <laughs> yeah i remember those like you felt like a badass and like especially dude if you're walking through the neighborhood and you're just bebopping and rocking to your shit and you're in your own world vibing to your cassette tape whatever like whoever that may be man you nobody could tell you a damn thing no. now because yeah we of course we had cassette tapes which i still cherish and value a good cassette tape uh try hey side a side b bang yep. you were and in then, there and then the love of uh the cassette getting uh eaten by the cassette eaten. player just like a vcr and you the the, the sound it just it, 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 it's uh, the stuff of nightmares, quite frankly, because you can yeah. you can hear it and can't do shit about it, and that tape is fucked. Yeah, and then like, what's damaged or whatnot? Yeah, and uh, then also, and then also, come on, we like we the kids who had Walkmans, you were yep. jealous of them mm-hmm. so much. Um, oh, because you're always wondering, like, oh man, what are you listening to? And then they they press the button, the 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 Walkman. Or the discman pops open like like a Lamb- Lamborghini door in your pocket, and there's a CD. It's like Big Willie style by Will Smith or some shit. Yeah. Or or the Slim Shady LP, you know. It, it's something. Like, like, um, there was nothing like going into a ball game, like uh, like going like traveling to a ball game. You had your own CD player with your headset on, like just pumping yourself up for the game. No question, dude. Um, and another thing, like, as we do, as we venture towards the very end of the decade, you had your MP3 players. 99, I was 12. You know, you, like, you, you would see kids, they would have, like, these little things, these little things clipped to the, to the side of their pants. Mm-hmm. And they'd be listening to music on them, the, was the, the hit clips. They'd only have, like, one song on them, one or two songs. But yep. you'd wear those things out like you had a whole album. Yep. And you're the coolest kid, because, like, like, on the playground, because he had it. <laughs> Yeah, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you're listening to Bye 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 over and over or, you know, like Backstreet's Back or whatever. You were that dude because you had music on the playground. Nobody else did. Yep. There was something just really cool about, you know, about having a specific type of, you know, music device to, you know, listen to your favorite tracks on back then. Gave you a little bit of status, you know? Mm-hmm. It was also, it's just really cool to, like, to think about, like, how music devices have, like, evolved over the decades yeah like, it's absolutely it's, it's, it's absolutely nuts dude oh well, i think this is a great a great uh great little discussion i think we're ready to jump the nerd news yeah let's go ahead and hit up some nerd news All right, folks, welcome back. It is time to get nerdy with the news, the only way we know how here on Triple B's. we got a couple of big notes to, um, to hit. Number one, let's go ahead and acknowledge the machine from last night. As of this recording, yes, put the ones up. You the twos and we the ones. Well, he's the ones. Albert Pujols, as of this recording, re- just became the fourth member of Major League Baseball's 700 home run club hitting his second home run Friday night to defeat and an effort to defeat the Los Angeles Dodgers 11 to nothing in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a very, very, very special moment. And if you have Apple TV, congratulations, you got to see the game. A lot of Cardinals fans and a lot of baseball fans didn't get to see it, but you saw it. So your initial reaction, I was at work. I was at Walmart. 
at the moment it happened. So your thoughts in the moment. Uh, I didn't get to watch it. I ended up watching the clips on Twitter. Uh, so like throughout the night, I've been uh, so anytime the Cardinals play, I if I don't get a chance to watch the game, I will like be on Twitter, watch their uh, Twitter feed or whatnot, and get updates or Facebook and get feed from that. So, uh, I well, it's funny for me is it was like only uh, thirty minutes before he hit the seven hundredth one, he hit number six ninety nine, yeah, and it was correct. the next at bat. I was like. Like, wait a second, he did it? And it's like, Scolty Twitter's like, wait, 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 I need to see these videos. Where is this at? I saw a 699 video, but they didn't have uh, number 700 up yet. I was like, I, I need to confirmation here. <laughs> Dude, I, like, le- legitimately, I was a little bit compromised at the moment and was very upset that I couldn't see that as it happened. Because this is the biggest regular season home run for a Cardinal probably since McGuire hit, hit his 500th back in 1999. Of course, we were all hoping that this would happen at Bush Stadium in front of Cardinals Nation. But credit to Dodger, to Big Blue Nation, sellout crowd. Um, there, you know, because he, he played for the Dodgers last season, so he was teammates with the majority of those guys on that team and their manager, Dave Roberts. All came out, gave him a standing ovation. Former Dodger great Adrian Beltre was uh, right behind home plate, gave him a big dap and hug, and then of course getting mobbed by all of his teammates with the Cardinals. And just, man, is Albert Pujols the greatest hitter of your lifetime? He's definitely of our lifetime. He's the greatest hitter we've seen. Uh, he, it's, it's it's bar none. Like granted, yes, he had a rough. 10 years after uh, the 11th season. Like, granted, I'll admit that. Like, he had major decline. But, like, just to see him actually get that little bit of resurgence in his last season. Like. He's got got 21 home runs this year, man. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody. Everybody thought it was a pipe dream. And the fact is, um, going into the All-Star break, Albert was not doing all that well. And people were just saying, well, you know. It's a nice nostalgia run, but that's all it is. And second half, all of a sudden, looking like the old Albert that, you know, we got blessed with in St. Louis for a decade. Mm-hmm. And also, Albert Pujols, he, cause, because he not only joins Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth on the Mount Rushmore of the 700 Club, he joins Hammer and Hank Aaron as one of only two major league players to achieve 700 career home runs and 3,000 career hits. Mm-hmm. That is phenomenal, and we want to tip our hat, and in my case, my unicorn horn, to the machine. And I'll definitely be wearing his jersey today to honor the man. So I originally had something else planned for nerd news, but there's just no way you can come back from that. No, no, you, you can't. Like, that's, that's – especially for us. Like, as you all know, we were – we uh, the Brewer crew resides in the Midwest – so we're uh well Jared aside uh we're pretty pretty big Cardinals fans over here, and so like we, it was one of those when this milestone happened we it was a we both agreed we had to talk about this, like it's it's honestly I'd say this if you're a baseball fan this is the season to watch because so many momentous moments have happened or are happening, uh I said uh Albert Pujols chased and finally got the 700 club. You got uh, Aaron Judge in uh, the American League chasing, uh, uh, who was it, Maris? Roger Maris in 61. Uh, uh, like, that's going on. 
And it's just, it's a great time to be a baseball fan. Like, it is amazing. There's and, an old adage. Football be damned. Hey, watch your whore mouth. But you also are right. There's an old adage, how can you not be romantic about baseball? And that's what last night just proved. Baseball is theater, art, war, love, all rolled into one. It, what a beautiful, what a beautiful moment! And of course, yeah, we must we must tip our hats and acknowledge uh, what the judge is doing in the Bronx as he is one home run away from tying the American League record of 61 held by Roger Maris, 61 and 61. Currently, he's tied with Babe Ruth in his career high of 60. So we want to go ahead and tip our hat and acknowledge his accomplishments, which with his current projection of 64, which would set a new American League record and spark up a debate if he is the American League MVP over Shohei Otani, who also just achieved 200 strikeouts last night That's, as well. Okay. So I actually had to talk with uh, my brother-in-law last night about this between uh, Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani. So it's you're witnessing probably one of the most terrifying hitters since Barry Bonds. And a player uh transcendent since Babe Ruth. Correct. It's it's I don't know what it, what to say here beyond like it's 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 two phenoms like two two phenomenal players you never thought you'd see play in the same era. Shohei Otani breaks everything you thought you knew about baseball, uh-huh. quite frankly. Not only is he the best hitter for the Angels, he is their best pitcher, and it's not even close. Hello, by the way, my daughter just chimed in and scared everyone. Say hi, Michelle. Say hi to everybody. Hi. There you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing my six-year-old daughter, Michelle Roberts, dressed as Moana today, as I am dressed like a unicorn. Um, but the, the but the counter the counter to Shohei being MVP is well, his team's not good. Meanwhile. How good are the Yankees without Aaron Judge playing like he is this year? Yeah, and that's uh, what my uh, my brother-in-law uh, said was uh, that uh, if you take Aaron Judge off the Yankees, they're pretty mediocre. Agree. I do completely agree to that, especially looking at how they've uh, – I'm not going to say they've blown their division, but it's really cut close between the, the Yankees, Tampa Bay, and Toronto Considering right now. how much of a lead and dominance they had. Yeah, where they were, where the Yankees early on were just they were setting a torrid pace. Oh yeah, to, to potentially break their franchise record of 114 wins, but you know they plateaued and other teams in their division have caught up with them. Mm-hmm. But that that obviously I'm gonna say that's our nerd news for for this week. And let's go ahead and get into what oh, you no, got. We still, we, still, we still got one more thing we need to talk about. The I know uh, we're gonna go ahead and get to yours and. <laughs> Uh, it, hey, hey, Tony Khan, you want to get your house in order? <laughs> oh, no joke. Uh, so it has been revealed that uh, see, after the fallout of AEW's uh, <laughs> big pay-per-view debacle uh, in the pipe bomb of CM Punk, CM Punk is being uh, trying to get released from AEW. Uh, I think more so he's trying to do it. Uh, he's doing a good job of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's. As I told, uh, as I told uh, Kyle on a text message or whatnot, and Jared, uh, Triple H right now is laughing all the way to the bank. 
I'm, you know what? I'm sure he is. Because back in the day, uh, Triple H and CM Punk both had major issues with each other. And I think, before correctly, Triple H said it was a large percentage of it was uh, Punk had too much of an ego himself. And, and granted, I think any top guy in wrestling has some kind of ego, but yeah, his self worth maybe a little too high. Yeah, I mean, like, we haven't seen Eagle like this since, what, Hogan and uh, early HBK? Oh, Lord. Mid-90s Shawn Michaels. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. However... It's pretty damn close. I was so ecstatic when CM Punk returned to to professional wrestling last summer. The You know, the first day in Chicago for the first episode of Rampage. That was special. However, it seems just his, his relationship has soured with a lot of people in that locker room. Tony Khan caters completely to CM Punk. There's, there's no question about it. Because he's got to be the highest paid guy on that payroll. You know, giving him everything that he could have possibly wanted. Dude, ice cream bars, t-shirts, world titles. But, you know, there's one thing to say is that the guy also has been injury prone because he hasn't wrestled in seven years. Yep. and uh, It's just like... A guy who thinks he he deserves that top spot and nobody has the right to dethrone him. Like, and some and the fact that you have these what they call the media scrums, the post show media, you know, get togethers, and you go out and you sit and you sh- essentially you shoot for those not in the know. Shooting is saying something completely off the cuff in wrestling on guys like Hangman Adam Page, and he's making these comments about you know the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and then the story comes out that. The that the Bucks went to Punk's locker room or his private dressing room and tried to accost him, and well, they kind of had what they had got what they had coming. However, you're also you're the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. You are EVPs. You are corporate officers of this wrestling promotion, and you are also on air talent. You got to conduct yourself better. Yep, no joke. Like that's a hundred percent agree with with there. And it's, like, with this debacle and whatnot, and how everything <laughs> everything's panning out, it makes you uh, wonder, like, how much of the talent is going to really want to put up with that? Like, already, several, uh, a lot of former talent is returning to WWE. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like if AEW's not careful, they could lose a lot more talent back to WWE, because, like, Stephanie and uh, Triple H are doing a hell of a job. Like, yeah really building the brand like like really building it back up to what it used to be like it's it's entertaining again through through the, through the scope of a hev- of a heavily corporate uh, PG product uh, as, as Triple H was uh, stated that with the uh, Ariel Hawani that they're going to be a TVMA product filtered through PG lens so you're definitely going to get you know some opportunities to push to push the buttons and boundaries when it makes sense. Now, AEW, like it comes down to this when it comes to the punk situation. Tony Khan is in charge of this company. He's also the booker. You need to, you need to, not say, not going to say strike the fear of God into your roster, but you need to put your foot down and let everybody know who's in charge here. One, one captain of the ship. Say what you want about Vince McMahon, but that's how WWE operated for. Almost forty years under him, mm-hmm. and I'll say as much right now. Well, the one saving grace they have is definitely going to be love or hate him. Uh, it's Chris Jericho. Like 
him, I think he's trying to get the locker room in order and get everybody on the same page. Absolutely. And, and, and why do you have so many veterans and legends of the business who have known their way around a thing or two if you're not going to use them in a higher capacity other than just being tele- TV talents? Exactly. I mean, like, why do you think the locker room did so well with Undertaker uh, there? Because Undertaker led the locker room and made sure everybody knew their place and knew what was expected. Yeah, and you come in and you show respect, be respectful of everybody. You take care of people in the ring. They'll take care of you and vice versa. That's like that. That's that's universal in professional wrestling. And not saying that the guys aren't taking care of each other in the ring and the guys and the girls. I'm, I, I know they are. But professionalism goes beyond just what you do in the ring and in front of the camera. So, dear Tony Khan, get your house in order. I mean, he did pull a, a, a big move uh, here recently by... Uh throwing a distraction in the in the, uh in the mix oh yeah oh yeah page, the, yeah page is back <laughs> well go come yes that that was another big one at a AEW grand slam wednesday night as as of this recording the former page now going by her real name soraya awesome name by the way showed up at the very end of a uh, of a women's uh fatal four-way match for the uh, for the AEW Women's World Championship, currently held by Tony Storm, however, she is not as of now cleared to wrestle. Not still, yet. Still, like, having having her there is massive. Plus, did you hear the song she came out to? I did not. Zombified. <laughs> nice. I popped for that because uh, I got introduced to that song a few months back, and and, and it freaking rocks. So great choice of song. She looks healthy. She looks very, very happy. So that's a huge one. Uh, and also, uh, if you haven't checked out AEW Grand Slam, go look at the highlights on YouTube or anywhere you can find them. Hell of a show. It's not that it's not that all elite wrestling still isn't delivering in the ring and on television, but you got to you know, like your backstage affairs got to stay backstage. Yep. I mean, the era so. of the pipe bomb is over. It looks like, because honest to God, at this point, it looks like CM Punk may be on his way out of all elite wrestling. For and, and the thing is, I don't know any company out there that's going to willingly take a shot at him anymore. Like, I, I don't either. It's it's a uh, it, it's. I'm sorry. Like, if if he's willing to do pull something like this because he feels he's entitled to entitled to it, I'm sorry. Like, you're all you're going to do is alienate the rest of your talent for one guy. I mean, yeah, that one guy is going to get you views, but. At what cost? Are you willing to uh, bank on one guy and have no talent? And BS potentially sabotage the goodwill of your locker room and kill morale. It's never yep. worth it. Never nope. worth it. Oh, uh, this is a load of nerd news, and uh, we, we had a whole lot to deliver. So, um, that, so I just want to say thank you to everybody for checking out the nerd news, and we will be back for the next one. And remember, keep it nerdy and informative, and we'll see you on the nerd news. And next up, first up, first off, motion pictures to you as a kid. Like, how are your movie experiences? Like, what did you take from them? Uh, honestly, it was the soundtracks. Like, like I know it's kind of like cliche to say, especially as we're talking about it. But like, most of the time, a good movie had an amazing soundtrack. And absolutely, like, I, I, absolutely. I feel like nowadays, like, you don't really get movie soundtracks anymore. No, like, and there occasionally you will get songs that like that will strike with you. And folks, we're not talking about Disney because that's that's way too easy. So these are what we're going to talk about are the motion picture soundtracks that really stood out stood out to us as kids 
but not Disney. Because if that was the case, I'm talking about a goofy movie all fucking day. <laughs> right? <laughs> Period. <laughs> I don't play about Powerline, but we're not going to But we're not going there. So it's, it's, it's funny. Now, not necessarily this entire soundtrack, but and we can talk about you know specific songs that grabbed our attention with us. My first introduction to the band Guns N' Roses came from watching Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Dang. So, whenever um, John Connor takes off and... Dad, look, Dad Duty never stops, guys. So I just had to take a a quick aside there because we are at our homes and my daughter just had to bring me a bottle of cleaner. She's like, Daddy, you left this in here. That's all good. We're going to keep it rolling. But seriously, uh, there's the moment when John Connor leaves his house on his motorcycle with his little dickhead friend, Budnick, and they're playing the song, You Could Be Mine. That was like, that was literally the first time I ever heard Guns N' Roses was watching T2. Um, The soundtrack does stick out, obviously, because I think the T2 theme is maybe the greatest movie theme and intro in the history of cinema. Top Gun Maverick is really giving giving that a run, though. Just saying. But that... Top, Top Gun itself had an amazing soundtrack. Oh, hell yeah, dude. We're on vinyl now. At Walmart. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So, Danger Zone, Take My Breath Away, the Top Gun theme done by Harold Faltemeyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you're going to talk 80s, I mean, come on, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot. There, there's so many. Uh, Karate Kid, You're the Best. You're the best. All right. Rock- Rocky. Come on. No, no. See, that's a whole separate class. There's motion picture soundtracks, and then there's Rocky. Rocky's its own <laughs> category. Straight up. It's uh, like Star Wars. It's its own category. Uh, I'll tell you a soundtrack that always really got to me was uh, Pokemon, the first movie soundtrack. Now, I'm not familiar with it, with any of the music there, so fill, fill us in. Oh, my God. Like, uh, <sighs> Don't Say You Love Me by M to M uh, is a phenomenal song. Uh, Brother, uh, I can't remember who the, like, what the name of it, like the party band, but like the Pokemon first movie soundtrack was Fire. Like, if you get a chance to listen to it, if you're a nerd of Pokemon and whatnot, and you didn't listen to it growing up, check it out. It is a fire soundtrack. Like, it, to this day, like, those music just, it hits perfect. And I never really paid attention within the movie. I didn't even know, I didn't even know about a soundtrack to Pokemon, the first movie. But we all love that film. Speaking of video games and, like, anime and theater if you ain't talking 90 soundtracks and you ain't talking Mortal Kombat, what are we even talking oh, about? God. What are we talking about? Oh, Techno Syndrome by the Immortals. Uh, oh. The song that plays in the fight of Johnny Cage and Scorpion, I found out was by, by a, like a heavy industrial metal band called Fear Factory. The song is called Zero Chamber. The whole song is nuts. Like It'll make you want to yep. punch, punch well, actually, a hole in every, every wall. I think we actually did a review of that song, too. Did we? I don't of course that. we did. Well, I'm old. I've slept since then. Um, <laughs> but also, old, folks. <laughs> shut up. But do you actually know who curated the soundtrack to Mortal Kombat? It's not like you would not believe who actually did it. No, I have no clue. One of the godfathers of funk, George Clinton. Hmm. Yeah, I have the soundtrack. <laughs> I have the soundtrack. Yeah, it's like completely interesting. It's got a mix of, of rock, industrial, and techno and I used to, like, knock techno all the time, but Mortal Kombat techno is completely acceptable. Techno Syndrome, or, or what most everybody knows, is the Mortal Kombat theme song that you hear when the guy shouts Mortal Kombat. Mortal like, Kombat! 
Holy shit. Like, I'm ready. Uh, but, but MK is a, is a pop culture, you know, very relevant movie from 1995, soundtrack and everything like that. Another one from the previous year, and this one is more sentimental for me, the soundtrack to The Crow. Mm-hmm. It won, I believe, eight uh, MTV v- uh, VMAs in 1995, obviously. Um, if you've never seen The Crow, well, number one, I hate you. Number two, uh, you know, Brandon Lee, of course, the star, was unfortunately killed with a, with a, uh, with a prop bullet in filming. So that movie does have like an odd specter hanging over it, especially if you've seen it enough and you know the exact scene when it happens, it's disheartening. But you listen to the soundtrack, it sets the tone for a very dreary, somber uh, Detroit, where it's set, with Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots, you've got Color Me Once by the Violet Femmes, and Dead Souls by Nine Inch Nails. And that's just the motion picture soundtrack. Now the orchestral soundtrack done by Graham Ravel with songs like um, Devil's Night, and Return to the Grave and Pain and Retribution. If you haven't listened to that, do yourself a favor, check it out. It's absolutely wonderful. And it definitely takes you to a place where you feel there's there's almost no hope, but there is one hope. There is another. Um, that's another one. And of course, we 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 waxed on about, you know, Space Jam soundtrack. Uh, I mean, I, I, come I, on. I remember being in uh, gymnastics practice and listening to Space Jam and like, uh, training to space jam soundtrack you trained to that yeah (laughs) it was great that's boss bro um and the thing is those three soundtracks that we just recently listed movies came out in 1994 95 and 96 to quote Seamus banger after banger after banger and they keep on coming 1997 men in black will smith Will Smith's summer blockbusters were a place to be. Yes. And then Wild Wild West. That song's better than the movie. And I like the movie. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a night is the movie corny, cheesy, whatever? Sure. As we're older, we can admit that. But as, as a kid, that movie was awesome. Heck yeah, it was Jim West and you know, you had women shooting you know, they you had basically old Wild West fembots from Austin Powers, where they were shooting bullets out of their chest, and uh, and racist Doctor Loveless. Kevin Klein was great in that movie, and of course Salma Hayek. How you doing? Oh yeah, Salma Hayek. Uh-huh. First and also that song had Cisco in it, a thong yep. song, and Drew Hill. Fan. Come on, man. Will uh, Smith was killing his songs. Like Men in Black, the dancing yep. was better than the song, and the songs and the songs fire. It, it felt like a very special time to be, you know, to grow up and not just look forward to the movie, but man, these songs just kick ass. And, like emotional soundtrack, Titanic. Yes, uh, no question. Of course, uh, you can't talk about what we're, you can't talk about this topic without mentioning "My Heart Will Go On." It's not possible. Oh, you, it's a lot of people like are like it's overplayed, yada yada. But like that that song came out like it was a a like heart wrencher. It was everywhere, and it deserved to be everywhere. Another one that deserved to be everywhere, since we're talking about soundtracks, movies known for one song. Don't want to miss a thing, Aerosmith for Armageddon. Yep, Armageddon. How many people have actually heard that song but never watched the movie? <laughs> Probably a good chunk of people. 
Which, by the way, shame on you. Armageddon is awesome. I've seen it maybe once or twice, but like it's just, it's so hard to watch. It's it's so sad. Oh, it's very sad, and it, it and it breaks one of my personal laws of film. Bruce Willis is not allowed to die. <laughs> but self sacrifice is okay. Uh oh. So, uh, what else you got? Try to think. Uh, I got one for you. Daredevil soundtrack. Not familiar with the Daredevil soundtrack. Uh, it had uh, Evanescence. I think, it had, I think it had a couple of Evanescence songs on it. Like that's how I got introduced to Evanescence. Ooh, was hell yeah! Dare, I, get, Daredevil. I, I got introduced to them through WWE. Like I did a lot of a lot of bands through, in uh, junior high, high school. That's really cool. And honestly, I think the movie Daredevil kind of blows. But um, for its so, time, it, it, the thing is, when it first came out. It wasn't a bad like we didn't really have superhero movies, like no, not really. It was for its time when it first came out. That was kind of like it was not a terrible movie compared to like now. It's not that great. It's better than Elektra. Tell you that. I mean, anything's better than Elektra, but I honestly, I'd say Daredevil movies better than a good chunk of the movies DC's put out in the last ten years. That we can can completely agree to. So shout out to the to, to the movie Daredevil and its soundtrack for introducing a lot of people. Evanescence and Evanescence is just they're 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 so they're so great. And, you know we got some other ones, and I want to actually mention what you know what what we what we like to classify sometimes as hood movies. And one thing that movies with predominantly black cast killed was the soundtracks. Yeah, I'll go. I can rattle off. I can rattle off some right now. Of course, one of my favorites of all time is Above the Rim, which has Tupac in it. And the song Regulate by Warren G and the late great Nate Dogg. Hey, regulators, we regulate any steel of this property. We're damn good, too. Come on with it. Um, there's several others. Another one, is, which this was a, a movie, like in most in the 90s, kids had no business watching The Players Club with Ice Cube. And, this, and the, the hit single from that, We Be Clubbing. What is my little 10, 11-year-old ass doing listening to this? Have you ever heard the hook for this song? I don't think I have. All right, now I will slightly censor this. We be clubbing. Everybody likes when a girl shakes something. Mm, don't pull nothing. We ain't dumping. We just bumping and banging like it ain't nothing wrong. Get your club on. Why am I listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> also, he sang that on all that to little kids. <laughs> it's on YouTube, folks. I'm not even kidding. You look up all that ice cube. It is there. And Nickelodeon, Bat Boy, Nickelodeon was kind of rogue back then. They just didn't care. There are so many other movies we could go over and, you know, let us know on Twitter and Facebook what what your favorites are. And some of them that we may have missed out because, like I said, we could go about this all day long. Tying up, talking movies and music at the same time. Like, get real. We could do this all day. So mm-hmm. as we uh, we're going to tie a bow on this and we're going to hit the hit the playback button with our retro rewind. So, Byron, the year is 1996. Oh, God. What is what has Judith Moss put Byron Moss in? God, graphic tease. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, my God. Stop it. Uh, God, in the fall time, like, this is definitely a nice fashion trend. Tying your hoodie around your waist or sweatshirt around your waist. Yeah, this way you don't have to, like, leave it in a room or on a chair or something, and also somebody might steal it. Yeah. Sketchers um, shoes. 
The only, my introduction to Skechers was watching Legends of the Hidden Temple, okay? That was one of those consolation prizes if you didn't get into the temple, was they give these kids, like, Skechers shoes and make the ads look, like, the little 30-second spot look really cool and 90s edgy and shit. Do you remember, like, the, the, like, the Skechers trainers were, like, had, like, the different, like, modes you could, like, click on and whatnot? Yes. I had a pair rat- of those. They're called Ratchet, like, Ratchet Tech. Ratchet then doesn't mean what Ratchet means now to people. Like, I, I had uh, a pair of those, like, to jump, run, sprint, whatever. Like, I had a pair of those. This is tragic, dude. Uh, <laughs> they were cool back in the 90s. Okay, let me tell you something. Speaking of cool in the 90s, for kids, light-up shoes. And yes. I'm talking about L.A. gear. Those show, those shoes were the shit. And, like, uh, you, stomp hard, you stomp hard enough, and then they light up for a few seconds. We, we had Skechers and Nikes. Dude, shoes made you feel like you had superpowers. Like, no joke, yep. especially especially basketball sneakers. You wore Jordans, and I had a pair of Jordans. Only, I've only had one in my life. Had Jordan 11s, and they came in two set, two different styles. They had the Chicago Bulls look with solid black, white, and red stripe. And then the ones I had were white with silver and black stripe. You do not play on the playground with Jordans on. <laughs> on on those on those little small ass rocks running around on pavement and all that jazz and Mark Twain Elementary School shout out to the Panthers back home, you don't do these things. You will tear up the most valuable pair of shoes you will ever own. Uh, I got one for you. Colorful windbreakers, like neon windbreakers. <laughs> Look, those things were hurricane proof. Yes, they were, but they're ugly. They're ugly as shit. You ever remember looking at like catalogs and seeing the little like the families all wearing the windbreaker, and they're all wearing them, like matching family windbreaker specials and shit. You could look, look, a hurricane couldn't knock them over, and they didn't have to brace up against a tree. Also, Mm -hmm. another one of my favorites, and almost every kid I knew either had one or wanted one. Remember starter jackets? Team yep. starter jackets. I had a Chicago Bulls one. It was black. And I remember leaving it in Malden, Missouri on a field trip in fourth grade, and I never Ooh. saw it again. Oh, Ooh. pain. Absolute oh. pain. You can still find those things, though. Like on eBay and then, like, random stores. You can find them. Do you remember hairstyles in the 90s? Some of them I'd rather not forget. Big uh, hair at the start of the decade was still a thing. I, I remember I had three haircuts in the 90s. I had the bowl cut. I had the, 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 the hair, uh, hair spikes. You did the spiky thing. I did the spiky thing. I've done, I've done it right. many times in my life. And <laughs> I actually, one time in my life, I did a flat top. I'm sorry. How the hell did you pull a flat top? I wanted it. I think mainly just because I saw Guile from Street Fighter had it, so I wanted one. <laughs> Byron, that's too much manliness for such a young, for a prepubescent body. What's the matter? <laughs> you I, I ready for that. I wasn't like the the uh like when my mom tried to put the uh the these uh stuff like it was a stick uh like it was like a stick uh stuff whatever like it pulled my hair when she would help me set, put my flat top up and like oh my god it hurt so much. Speaking of okay, I never told you this, but until the age of eight, I had a rat tail. Oh, rat tails. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. And this 
closest I've ever experienced to getting my hair braided, but that shit hurt. And also, shout out to my mother who just recently got her hair braided at the age of one, and she sent out an apology to all of all of uh, my sisters. She said, "I'm so sorry for being so hard on y'all's heads." <laughs> and I'm thinking, you left me out a little bit because I felt like I was gonna die every time she braided my braided my rat tail, and then one day just snipped it off, and that was that. But yeah, I remember seeing kids with rat tails. Uh, dude, can you expl- please explain to me why? You're white. Why did y'all like bowl cut so much? It was easy. <laughs> An easy haircut. It's oh, I, I never understood the fascination with it. It was I, I don't know. Like was, that was before like I really had a choice to like my own hairstyle. My mom just got me a bowl, bowl cut essentially. So it's kind of a cop out hairstyle. Yeah, essentially. Jeez, man. Uh, we're forgetting one big fashion trend of the '90s. The backwards cap. Oh, hell yeah. Well, you know, actually, to me, who made that cool, and it wasn't like rappers or anything like that, Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. Dude, everybody, I remember everybody was saying when he went to the Hall of Fame, his plaque should have his hat on backwards, and I don't remember if it actually did. I don't think so, but everybody was all about it, and like there were still some folks that were like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, dude, that was his signature style. It was. You, you, wanted, you wanted to be out there on the baseball field doing his swing – Wearing the backwards ball cap, looking cool as cool as hell. Uh, Junior made that sh- so just, and it was it was easy to be cool like he was, and you wanted to be be that. And here's one Jared threw out, and I, I felt this was kind of a fleeting thing. But when the hip hop group Crisscross was doing their thing in the early early to mid '90s, wearing their pants backwards. Interesting. Yeah. See. See. That's that's proven. You don't know nothing about that. You need to go watch the video. Jump, jump. I did not know that was a thing. Oh, good lord! We, we need uh, we need to we need we need to increase your hip hop quotient. I need some old school player. Uh, uh, the the uh, one pants leg rolled up. Uh, you know, I, I saw that like in some music videos as a kid, and I didn't really I didn't really get it. Like also, I didn't pay much mind to it, but I do remember that one. And you know. You're forgetting something at the end of the decade for every kid who listened to Corn and ICP. Jinkos. Jinkos. I'm trying to remember what that is. Dude, those ultra, ultra large jeans that had like four foot pockets in the back. You don't, you don't remember Jinko jeans? I was in an all white school, dude. Then you should have known Jinko jeans. No, but none of my friends wore those. By the time, okay. That's, that's like all crazy. My fr- all, my fr- all my friends wore, like, Levi's and whatnot. See, and this is also another shout-out to uh, uh, another dear friend. Um, uh, shout-out to Miss Re- Miss Rebecca, who lives down here in the Ozarks. She brought up the Jinko jeans, and then I tied it to two bands that everybody liked and wore Jinkos. ICP and Corn. It just went hand-in-hand. Hand. And also, either they were goth and or, or skateboarding. Oh... You know, so that so that's how we're gonna tie this thing off. But the bottom line is, we wore some outlandish. Was, was interesting. We wore some outlandish stuff. Just a second, Daddy Duty calls, so folks. We're gonna go ahead and tie a bow on this episode. It's been an absolute blast, Byron. Yeah, and it has. Uh, Jer- Jared did, did did have to tend to some family issues, so we'll see him back in a couple of weeks for our next episode. Remember, next month, October, we will be celebrating year of beards bruising bros and we're going to be discussing halloween memories moments 
worst stuff like the worst candy we've ever had, best costume, so on and so the forth. We got a lot. Strawberry candy, Ugh. candy corn is evil, and uh, and the peanut butter kisses that I used to call ghetto candies because I didn't know what they were called. They were just the orange and black gimmicks that that people like that people gave you, and you knew they didn't have good candy if they gave you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna go ahead and wrap things up, and we're gonna speak on behalf of Jared, and we will see him back here in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, for Mr. Moss, Mr. Moss Men, this is Mr. K. Rob signing off on Beards, Brews, and Bros. We'll see you here in a couple of weeks in October, and remember, be kind and always rewind, folks. See you in a few weeks. <laughs>